Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Thought it was necessary to get to some updates because there's been a lot going on over the last 24 hours, and it's unfortunate that it's so horrible. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Nine people dead after two U.S. Army helicopters crashed in Kentucky. Uh, I, I say people, I should say service members. All nine service members on board died in the collision. This took place last night. This was in the southern part of Kentucky. It is unknown still as to what happens to what happened to HH-60 Blackhawk helicopters, part of the 101st Airborne Division crashing around 10 p.m. That's local time in uh, Kentucky, just to the north of the Tennessee border. They were uh, out of Fort Campbell. That's where the updates were coming from and will be coming from throughout the day and probably throughout the weekend. I am always just flabbergasted, stunned when these things happen. The, the, the how of it, our technology is solid. What causes this kind of thing to happen? But it's why you have training. It's why you have to get good on, on the equipment. And that also could be seen as me speculating. I don't know what happened. And I shouldn't and I won't. It's just you, you see something that horrible, you want to make sense of it, but you just got to wait. You just got a, a wait. An aircraft safety team has been deployed from Fort Rucker in Alabama to investigate the incident, to figure out what it is that happened. I look forward to getting the information, but what when, when I talk to my kids about the military, what, what I've said, well, I, I know my kids, I know myself, some people are going to be insulted by this. I think you got to know. I think you got to have a knowledge base. And part of it is my own. I'm not opposed to the military. My father was opposed to me going to the military. I think the recruiter called once and my father said, hey, this is not a, a phone that you should be dialing. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And that was the end of the phone call. That was it. That was the end of the phone call. I've said to my kids that if you told me you want to join the Navy, you want to join the Air Force, we'd have a conversation. I don't think uh, joining the military is something you just do. You know what I decided on a Tuesday? I, and maybe it's just I take it from such a personal side. I, I can't. I couldn't see that. You want to join the Navy. You want to join uh, the Air Force. We'll have a conversation. You want to join the Marines? The Army, we are going to have a different conversation. And I could be completely off base as, as to what what my, my perception of what those lives are, are like. But I also take into account that I know my kids pretty dang well. And I take a look at where, where I think they could be successful. And, and oh, totally my bias. 150% my bias, but that's all I've got. That's all I've got. And then, for, so after a conversation with me, by the way, you, you should be clear, after a conversation with me, 
and then be a conversation with people who have done it. Because the conversation with dad is is nothing more than, than, than step one. Step two is the conversation with people who have done it. You have an interest in real estate here. Let's go talk to these 17 people in real estate who've been wildly successful. And here's five people who totally got their asses handed to them. You need to know how this goes. You need to know that not everything might work out perfect. But I bring all that up because it, it led me to the, these conversations that I have with my kids and then the idea of that phone call that these parents got. And, and man... I, I, I just, I, I admit that in, in my head, I kind of collapse. I'm like, okay, yep, that's officially more than I can handle. And it's why, you know, I, I'm, I'm not shy about the fact that you, oh, I'm the first person you're going to have a conversation with. Because mom's going to get that phone call. We forget, or, or, or I, sh- I should argue we shouldn't forget. I think we know. I think this group, us, right, we're not the, the forgetful type on this. Um, Junior didn't go join the military. The family did. Your daughter didn't go join the military. The family did. One is in, all are in. And you're living and dying by these things and these calls and 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 where where is uh, your child being deployed and what's the action and your faith in the administration and can't will they do the best and what is the training and that's I can't I cannot fathom the call. I cannot fathom the call. And all that you just heard was me trying to fathom the call and this is all the places this is all the places that i went and that's just one of the stories going on uh, right now there's a train derailment oh yeah you're we haven't gone back in time this is minnesota where this train has derailed 22 cars carrying mixed freight derailed four caught fire burning ethanol right now and corn syrup liquid. This took place in the morning hours, uh, so that would be central time. And uh, as as I know the story, the burn is still going on. You've had residents of the city of Raymond who were evacuated and people saying that it smells like burnt rubber. Well, you've got train cars on fire. Before we get to, oh my gosh, we've released this toxicity into the air and the water and everything else, some, uh, something that's burning isn't going to smell great necessarily. So, so we should at least take a breath uh, uh, there. We need to understand what happened. I'm looking at photos of it. It, it doesn't even look real. It, it really, really doesn't. It's just a, a big ball of mess and on fire. We have a lot of train derailments in the United States. It's really... It, it's it's amazing that it happens with such regularity. It really and truly is amazing that it just every time you turn around. I mean, a number over a thousand is that the number over a thousand derailments a year, and most of them are no big deal. But the question is, have we not been able to up the technology at all? Are we not able to up the tracks or up the actual cars? Is it a financial conversation, as most things are? That it's simply too costly uh, to make that maneuver? Well, I'm here to tell you, this keeps up on the regular. We keep seeing these kinds of things happen. And there will be demand for upgrades. This train, by the way, not Norfolk Southern. It was Burlington something. Burlington Santa Fe? Burlington Northern Santa Fe. 
is the train that derailed and caught fire. And that's not the only story today. Twitter going about deleting thousands of tweets about a planned Trans Day of Vengeance, which is doing the quote-unquote trans community a gigantic favor. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop trans genocide. Allow me just for a moment. There is no trans genocide. Not gonna, uh, I'm not going to engage any more than that right now. That's not happening. That's a lie. That's just something they wrote down and something they decided to say to either scare people, threaten people, or force silence, and none of those things are going to work. At this event, which was supposed to take place on April 1st, um, I don't know what they think they're going to do. They were going to assemble at the Supreme Court, and it said, wear a mask, bring a buddy. Who's still wearing masks? I mean, you can if you want. I'm never going to stop. I wasn't going to stop you before COVID. But you're not wearing a mask because of COVID, are you? Because um, they, they don't stop COVID. Uh, just as a matter of practical science, masks don't stop COVID. I, I Maybe you needed to know that. I'm happy to help. So these things were out there. Then you have the murder in Nashville, six people murdered, three children, nine-year-olds, nine-year-olds there and uh, murdered. And now you want to have a trans day of vengeance? Really bad marketing, guys. Really bad marketing. Talk about not being able to read the room. Really bad marketing. So Twitter's been taking these down uh, saying uh, that uh, we do not support tweets that incite violence irrespective of who posts them. Vengeance does not imply peaceful protest. Organizing or support for peaceful protest is okay. This is according to Ella Irwin, who is Twitter's head of trust and safety. They've removed over 5,000 tweets and retweets of the poster. Oh, don't worry. The poster's still out there. Events are still going to go on. I don't know what April 1st is going to bring. I have absolutely positively no idea. No clue. But what is the vengeance that they seek? That I understand that children cannot make the decision to mutilate themselves? Okay. I don't know what you want vengeance for, but children can't make this decision. We're not talking about adults. No one is putting you in a gulag. No one has pushed you towards death. Children can't make this decision, which is why I'm looking at a photo here from the New York Post. And uh, this photo um, says uh, it's a child holding uh, a a, uh, poster board, and there's an adult next to the child. And the adult is holding a sign that says, parents have the say, hashtag stop the groomers. Well... There's a line. The child is holding a sign that says, I should not have to suffer because of your ignorance. And honestly, I don't know which way that sign goes. Is this a young woman? It looks like a young woman. Is this a young woman in who, who plays sports and is being told that, she, that boys can decide they're girls and now, and now compete? And she shouldn't have to suffer because of somebody else's ignorance? Or is she saying that because she's not allowed to 
have this surgery or take these medicines or do whatever that she's suffering and I'm being ignorant because I'm standing in her way. I don't care what a 12-year-old thinks. That is very hard for some people. That is shocking for some people. Let me give you an, an example of, of what it is that, that I'm talking about so we can, we can all be on this, the same page. The same New York Post has a story about a power lifter. The power lifter in question used to train the Canadian powerlifting team. He then decided that he was going to enter a competition, breaks all the records in the competition, but he entered the competition as a woman. Broke all the records in women's powerlifting. I mean, who could be shocked by such a thing except that the records in women's powerlifting weren't held by a woman. They were held by a man who claims to be a woman, Anne Andres, A-N-D-R-E-S. The current record is 275 pounds. Enter Avi Silverberg, this coach, and he, claiming to be a she, bench presses almost 370 pounds. The rules stated by the association states that an individual should be able to participate in the gender with which they identify and not be subject to requirements for disclosure of personal information beyond those required of cisgender athletes. Nor should there be any requirement for hormonal therapy or surgery. Huh. That's from the Canadian Powerlifting Union. Note to female powerlifters in Canada. They hate you. They hate you. They hate you. They hate women. They hate women. They don't want to hear from women. They want to erase women. This is misogyny, and anybody who's in favor of it hates women. Go back to the sign being held by this child, and I'm forced to ask the question, I should not have to suffer because of your ignorance. Who are we talking about? Because in the case of Canadian powerlifting, we're talking about female powerlifters. The ignorance is somebody thinking that a man is a woman because it's just not the way it is. I don't know how else to say that it's wrong. I don't know how anybody can't think it's not wrong. Dear Lord, on its face, when you dig in from the side, it doesn't matter how you look at it. Of course, it is wrong. Now, there's a lot to digest in a daily news cycle. And I just hit you with a bunch of stuff. Because, well, some of these stories get pushed aside. I mean, the entire thing with uh, Trump is beating DeSantis in the polls. I mean, I'll get into it, of course, but compared to nine service members killed in training, you got another trained derailment going on. Radical activists who want a day of vengeance. And by the way, let me uh, plant my flag now. Uh, let me do this on the record. Uh, I'm willing to bet that, that the people really planning these things are the Antifa type. They're the people who just want to burn it all down. They don't care how they burn it all down. They want to be connected to something that will allow them to burn it all down. That would be my take. More, more than anybody who's saying trans this or trans that, and there are, there are people out there saying that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's the Antifa types who will be there because they're the ones who want to burn it all down. And then, of course, women being relegated to the backseat. 
A lot of stories. But a funny thing about that whole Trump DeSantis poll, there's this. I'll bring that to you next. I'm Tony Katz. So a lot of people made a lot of the polling. Look at Donald Trump ahead of Ron DeSantis by 30 points. Donald Trump's ahead of Ron DeSantis. So doesn't matter, but you heard me talk about it. I'll get more into it. It doesn't matter. It was a Fox News poll. If we're going to now argue that it matters, if we're going to now argue that it counts, what of this? A Quinnipiac poll that states a majority of Americans believe that Donald Trump should be disqualified for running for president again if he is criminally charged in any of the investigations about him. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Is anyone going to argue that this poll should be paid attention to? I should pay attention to Trump beating DeSantis in a poll. What, What about this one? Trump has strong support in the Quinnipiac poll among Republicans and Republican-leading voters. Absolutely no doubt. Majority of that group saying they would vote for him in the GOP primary. By a larger percentage, of course, than Ron DeSantis, uh, 10 points more than DeSantis. He's the only other person getting significant support, according to Quinnipiac. But Trump gets charged doesn't even matter if it's a trumped-up charge. See what I did there? Say, ah, oh, come on. You got That feels good. Uh, they're going to say, no, 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 disqualified. Which was the whole point, right? The whole point of charging him. But you get into the whole Behar thing, as we were talking about earlier, and the view, and they're like, no, 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 we want to run against Trump because Trump's so beatable. We already beat him. He's beatable in a general. So which one, which one is it? Which one is it? And if it was, we want to run against him, he's so beatable. Don't you think there would have been more of an uproar, more of an outcry regarding Alvin Bragg, the district attorney of New York, and the decision to try and make a felony what clearly isn't a felony regarding payments to Stormy Daniels? Like, wouldn't you have more members of the progressive left saying... Uh, don't do this. And we want him to run. We don't want him to be indicted. It's a great uh, moment of, of recognition that the Democratic Party is split. They're split. They are. They are split. Half want, half don't. Half see him as the, the beatable candidate, and half are like, we're going to get destroyed because nobody believes. Nobody believes that Joe Biden's got the juice. Joe Biden's got what it takes. Nobody. I don't even know why we would pretend. Why we would even think of kidding ourselves in this way. It's clear to everybody that Joe Biden doesn't have it, but the Democrats have accepted. They don't have anybody else. So it's going to be him. Man, it's... You think it's weird being a conservative? Try being a Democrat and figuring this one out. Joe Biden's your best and only hope. Damn. Find everything at TonyCats.Locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. 
Yesterday, I shared with you that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, is very proud to know nothing. On the subject of firearms, he is more than okay with lying. He's more than okay with not knowing what he's saying. It doesn't matter to him. Incompetence is considered, I don't know, uh, a feature, not a bug. When it comes to the political left talking about firearms. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Talking about firearms for the left does not require anybody to have any mind at all. You can say anything as long as it sounds scary, you know, woogie boogie. Uh, it, it, that's, that's, that's how you get scared. Woogie boogie. That's how it works. Um, that's all that matters. Nothing else matters. Just do your best to scare others. Say scary things. Use scary words. And therefore, people will be afraid. Only with firearms do we teach people to be afraid. Not to learn. Not to understand. Not to be aware. Not to see something. Say something. Just be afraid. Run around screaming in a circle. And then fall to the floor while you wet yourself. This is what we see from the left it's it's an irrational response and of course when there's a horror like what took place in nashville you get to the irrational response of we have to do away with the second amendment we have to stop guns in america and the answer is no and one day i'm going to get into where my my basis comes from and my basis is actually one that is personal even though I have never needed it in order to be able to engage the conversation rationally. But if we want to bring emotion to a story, I'll do it. And there is not a person in the sound of our voice, guys, who's going to be able to refute. I, I promise you I will, I will get there. I, I, I will. I have made it a longstanding practice my whole life never to share the story for my own weird reasons, I'm starting to feel like I need to. So I, I will get there. It just won't be, it won't be today. Stay tuned. I, I, I promise. Joe Biden continues the ignorance in a discussion about the AR-15. Now, we know AR doesn't stand for assault rifle, right? Right? We, we aware of this? Just making sure, just making sure that we know that AR does not stand for assault rifle. But Joe Biden speaking about guns, well, in the same conversation, Joe Biden, president of the United States, had saying that you're not allowed to own a machine gun in the U.S., you're not allowed to own a flamethrower in the U.S., and you're allowed to own both. But he's an ignorant man, He's an old man. He's a frail man. He can't remember things, and he was never that bright to begin with. If you're offended by anything I said, not my problem. You being offended is meaningless to the factual dissertation I just engaged. Joe Biden does not know anything about firearms, doesn't care that he doesn't know, and looks like a doddering old man when he has these discussions and then says things like a bullet from an AR-15 will blow up when it's inside the body. 
You know, I know you see on television, it's not just merely the, the weapon in terms of its, that it's semi-automatic in effect, but the velocity with which it comes out of that muzzle, what it does when it hits the body. Most bullets would go just straight through and out, leaving little, but it blows up once it's inside your body. Um, well, someone I'm sure could tell me, well, if you're talking about a specific kind of 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 round and a specific kind of of weapon. Well, you would get that, guys. I'm not sure what he means. The point I make to you is he doesn't know what he means, and he doesn't care. Just talk in that in that hushed tone, and you can scare some more people or make them believe you really, really, really care. Hmm. I, I, if you ask me what what Joe Biden cares about, I, I couldn't answer uh, the, the question. But he certainly doesn't care about anybody whose life was saved with a firearm. He doesn't care about people who are alive today because of firearms. He doesn't care about people who are protected because of firearms. And he certainly doesn't care about the Constitution. Just laying it down. But this conversation got heated between Representative Jamal Bowman and Representative Thomas Massey. Jamal Bowman of New York, Democrat progressive, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, uh, Republican, and I think MIT graduate. And it starts with Bowman, who's just kind of screaming at the media about how terrible all this is, and it's Republicans who are cowards. Children at all, cowards, pressure them. Why the hell won't you do anything to save America's children? And let them explain that all the way up until election day of 2024. Let them explain it all the way up to election day of 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun They're gutless. They're cowards. Okay, I've called the left cowards on many things. He's more than entitled to call the right uh, cowards uh, on this. Um... But what he's doing there is trying to dictate to the media how they should do things. You should be asking this question. You should be asking that question. This is the question I want you to ask. And that can be seen as a little weird. Enter Thomas Massey. Because Thomas Massey of Kentucky walks up to him. It's like, you know, um, in in schools where uh, they've got somebody arming the doors, these things don't happen. And Bowman loses his head. Listen. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been I'm a school shooting in a school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? Would you, would you, would you more guns lead to more death. More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. No, you're no, you're, no, you're no, carrying the water for the gun lobby. No, no, Look at the data. More guns lead to more death. Thomas Massey wants to have a conversation. Jamal Bowman screaming at him. So much so as things go on, Thomas Massey sees the cameras, sees the reporters, and tries to walk up to them. Jamal Bowman cuts in front of him repeatedly, tries to move him away from the press because he doesn't want Thomas Massey, Congressman Massey, being able to have a say. Oh, no, no, no. States that have open carry laws have more debt. Every school States that have open carry laws have more death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's a, what caused their children to die? Nine-year-old children. 
Screaming before you interrupted me. I worked in a school. Did you ever work in a school? Now, what does that matter? I'm a parent. I'm a member of society. I've got armed guards for jewelry stores. Why not for schools? Because it's going to traumatize the kids? Israeli kids are traumatized, but it's not by the gun in their school. I don't want school shootings. But if you think that getting rid of the guns is the answer, go try it. And who do you think you're going to take the guns from? Now, you understand, like I understand, this is where the argument falls apart. The argument is we have too many guns and Jamal Bowman is screaming about too many guns. And you heard him there say this. More guns mean more violence. That, 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 that's what he said. Maybe you didn't hear it. Allow me to say as clear as day, I disagree with this point of view because this point of view is an irrational one. It's based on the idea that the gun is the problem. If you got rid of the guns, you wouldn't have any other problems. First, there's nothing there, and, and, and I alluded to this earlier, there's nothing uh, there about those people who are saved because of a firearm. And I'm not going to discount those people. I'm not going to erase those people. Those people are real. Those people have a story to tell. That's a real statistic that is required. And if you ask me, well, you saved one life. Is that enough compared to the lives lost? I'll tell you the person who was trained to use the firearm was able to save a life. And a person untrained with a firearm was able to take a life. I'm not going to tell the person who saved a life, even if it's their own life, too bad. I'm not doing that. That's actually backwards. But I was discussing how we arm jewelry stores. We do. We, we, we arm jewelry stores. We make sure that jewelry stores are, are well protected. We've got armed guards. You've got armed guards all around airports. You have armed guards at banks. Take a look at the fencing they put around the White House itself. They put this fencing around because they make a claim that everybody is so unsafe that they have to be protected. They have to be protected. Why not the kids? More guns mean more deaths. No, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, we can show, we can have the data fight that shows that... In the main, people don't go about robbing gun stores. It has happened, of course, but that's not where they go. That's not the soft target. I've discussed this when it comes to your synagogue or your church, your place of worship. It is a soft target, and you have to be prepared. And any rabbi, any imam, any faith leader anywhere who says you can't bring a firearm in here, 
Fire them or go somewhere else. They're not serious people. They're not serious about the safety and security of the flock, of the parishioners, of the congregants, or whoever, however it is you want to say it. They aren't interested in that. And they believe somehow if they put up a sign that says gun-free zone, that's what will matter. I don't know if Christian Covenant, the school in Nashville, where six people were murdered, three children, three nine-year-olds. I mean, Jamal Momin being disgusted by that, I, I agree with. Three nine-year-olds, they didn't do anything wrong. But they were shot and killed by this 28-year-old woman who had her own set of issues, real issues, issues that should be discussed out in the public square. So it wasn't just a gun. But the question is, did the school have a gun-free zone sign on it? I, I don't actually have the answer to that question. But uh, near, near where I live, uh, there, there's a mall called Castleton Mall. There have been shootings at that mall. Do they have signs that say gun-free zone? What's the value of a gun-free zone? Let's take it another way. The police officers who went into the school and took down the shooter, um, would that have been a good time to have the social worker go in and, 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 and talk to her? She wanted to kill people there. She was looking for other people to kill. She said she, in, in, at least from the reporting and, and, and police discussions, she wanted to kill family members. So, you know, can we ask ourselves whether or not this was a person who could have been stopped through a rational conversation? And can we ask ourselves if two people or four people or five people or one person had been armed in the school and it was known that we protect this school, would the school not have been a target? We don't protect schools. There is a conversation, an argument to be had for arming schools. I am not somebody who wants to force arming teachers, nor would I pay teachers to be armed. Because then you have teachers who will do it because they'll take the money, but they have no intention of actually uh, being able to be the person to pull the trigger uh, if, the, if the moment should come. And I don't want to put that kind of pressure on them, and I don't want to have faith in somebody who isn't really willing to do the job that is necessary. First, they can't get the guns. How are you going to do it is, of course, the question. 400 million guns in the United States, I believe it is. We have more guns than people in the U.S. People like to throw that out there as a, as a, a statistic. How are you going to get them? How do you go about getting them? Well, I'll give you one way they would try, a gun registry, and then deciding you as a parent shouldn't have a gun when your child is in school, and we're going to hold your kids after school. You come and you bring your guns. We have the list of the guns you have. You bring your guns. And then you get your kids back. And you say to me, Tony, are you nuts? And I say to you, think about it for a while. You know what? Take, take the next couple of days. Take the weekend. Run that through your brain once or twice or three times. Ask yourself if this government with these progressives who are absolutely power hungry and don't believe in your rights at all, ask if they would do that. Ask if someone isn't working down that methodology but you're never going to take the gun from the criminal. You'll never get the gun from the criminal. You'll never get all the guns. They're here. We're Americans. We're not Europeans. We do it differently. We're having a problem. I don't deny that. I deny that the problem is the gun. 
The problem is societal. And here is Jamal Bowman screaming and yelling, being part of that societal issue because he's not willing to have the hard conversation. He's not willing to do it. He's not willing to do it. That's the problem, people. That's the whole problem. But we'll have more of this. This subject isn't going anywhere. Find everything. TonyCats.Locals.com. TonyCats.Locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. If I just So if anything sounded weird today, you guys know I'm in Florida, right? My mother had surgery. I came down to check on her. Everything went well. I'm very, very happy uh, about that. But your parents reach a certain age, you come down and you and, and you check and you make sure all is good and well. So I, I am out of pocket. I'm out of the studio uh, tomorrow. I'm off the air uh, tomorrow. I'm back on Monday and we'll get to it then. Find everything. Tony Katz dot locals.com don't forget to follow on twitter at tony katz and on instagram at tony katz the whole facebook thing i'm i'm really done i said i was done i meant i was done there's some people who are like uh, you shouldn't abandon the platform just use the platform maybe they're right maybe they're right until then tony katz dot locals.com tomorrow everyone take care